today. I'm your host Essie Sparrow and I'm so happy to be back after a little break. We've now changed our release schedule to every last Friday of the month so welcome back. Today's episode is a proper good one. Today we have Toby Anna from Kelly's Cause Foundation chatting to us about the work that she does and if you haven't already heard of Kelly's Cause they provide mental health first aid training for the hospitality industry. Incredible, I know, which I know for many of us who work in the industry, we know how relevant and needed that kind of training is. I'll let her explain a little bit more about the work she does, the course she delivers, the advice she has, but I just wanted to say that this episode does come with a bit of a content warning, which you can see in the description box below. We do discuss a lot of the things that come alongside mental health struggles, such as suicide, self-harm and other related content. So if you're having a tough day and you know that this might not be the ideal episode for you, then maybe reach out to a pal and pop back to this when you feel like it's right for you. It's a super hopeful episode, but we want to make sure that you know what's coming up. But with that aside, we will carry on with today's episode and we hope you love it. Here we go. Hi, Tobiana. Thank you so much for popping on the podcast today. I feel so happy to have you. Hi, thank you very much for having me. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Yay. Well, it would be great to just start off by hearing a bit about you and your background and what you're kind of currently working on at the Min. Yes, so I'm Tobiana. I'm a chef. I am Australian. Well, I'm British. Both my parents are English, but I was born and grew up in Australia. Um, I did my undergrad degree in psychology and then decided that that was not the thing for me Um, and then decided that I wanted to be a chef. So I was sitting around the kitchen table with my mum one night lamenting that I didn't know what to do with my life and she was like, (laughs) "Um, you like cooking? And I was like, oh, don't be silly. I can't do that as a job. And she was like, "Uh, you know, these things good chefs. And I was like, (laughs) it just really never, like it had never crossed my mind. So then I uh, moved to London and studied at Cordon Bleu. Absolutely loved it. Like from my first day there, it was just like, yeah, this, I love this so much. Um, Yeah. And then went to work. So I worked in a few kitchens, worked my way up. Then I worked at Cricket, which I just love. I love Cricket. I'm obsessed with it. Even now, it's been almost a year since I've left, um, almost exactly a year. And I do, I do really miss it. So I um, worked in Soho and then I moved to Brixton where I became the head chef. Um, But it was, I was kind of doing Kelly's course on the side of being a head chef and then was like, I'm not practicing what I preach because I'm not looking after my own mental health. So I kind of knew that if I really wanted Kelly's course to take off, I need to focus on it full time. Um, So yeah, that's what I've been doing full time now. I feel like I'm just so in awe of the work that you do and what your company is doing and um, I'd love to hear a little bit bit more about how that kind of started for you where Kelly's Cause began. 
Yeah, so um, I am the founder and I run Kelly's Cause Foundation, which is a charity that provides mental health first aid training in hospitality. So I uh, was working as a chef. I trained at Cordon Bleu and that was where I met Kelly. Uh, We became really good friends during our time there and then both kind of went off to work as chefs in different restaurants across London. Um, you know, stayed in touch and we're you know, really close, but you know what it's like when two people work in hospitality and in different places, it's still, uh, mm. you know, kind of hard to find the time to see each other, but we kind of, we did whenever we could. Um, mm. And Kelly had her, already had her kind of mental health struggles before starting uh, working as a chef, but it was yeah. working in a professional kitchen that kind of really pushed her over the edge and just it took away all of the time that she needed to look after herself basically and then brought in a whole number of other kind of contributing factors that really deteriorated her mental health really quickly um she saw a really steep decline in that um before she very sadly took her own life so yeah um it was kind of obviously a really difficult time for me me and like you know all her friends and family it was really really tough but it was after kind of getting over the shock I think is the biggest thing and then kind of grieving and you know really missing her that I was like we really have a problem in hospitality where we're not supporting people's mental health and well-being at all like not only are we not talking about it is the stigma huge is there no awareness no education but like there's just no chance for people to look after themselves I was like how when you're working you know 50 60 70 up to 90 hours a week can anybody Mm. possibly be expected to keep on top of their mental health Um, yeah and it just wasn't you know that it's such a transient industry and people are changing jobs all the time so there was really no investment from businesses in their staff and this Mm. is kind of what I saw as one of one of the main problems so I just was like there's something has to be done here and I really wanted her Kelly's legacy to be a positive one because obviously her death was Mm. was really horrible so Mm. that was kind of where the idea for Kelly's cause started Um, and then I found mental health first aid uh, to be the most kind of action focused um, Mm. kind of practical applicable thing that we could do but I when I did my instructor training for it, I realized it was very corporate. So we're all about kind of adapting it as much as we can to be hospitality focused. So, you know, our, our aim is uh, to have one in 10 people within the hospitality industry trained. Um, yeah. And that is going to kind of achieve our overall, our overall mission and vision, which is to have a mentally healthy hospitality industry for everybody, basically. That's amazing. Well, thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. I feel like um, it's incredible what you've, you've done. And that's just, I think it's so necessary, especially I feel like so many people in hospitality are really feeling their way through the dark in terms of employers don't really know how to support employees, mm-hmm. employees don't really know how where the boundaries are in the workplace. And I think you're so right, it's so action focused, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that's like, that was, you know, what kind of drew me to mental health first aid the most, because like, it's really great that we're raising awareness um, and we're reducing stigma and we're getting people to talk about things. And all of that is really necessary. But I just felt like there needed to be another step. And this like training is something that's so easy for businesses to implement. It's so easy for them to send some staff off for two days. And the things yeah. that people learn in that two days is like, just, it's, it's actually life changing. Like it really, is people leave being like you know I've learned so much about myself and about how to support others and it just seemed like something that's really tangible for businesses to do um Mm. that's gonna you know I I think it to me it makes 
like perfect sense that you have happier staff, you have happier customers and your business is more profitable and successful, right? Like yeah, to me, that be. seems really obvious, but I think yeah. because because we have such a constant turnover of staff in the industries, people, you know, and I get that. I totally get that from a business owner perspective that you're like, well, you know, like if my staff aren't going to stay around for very long, then why would I, you know, invest this money and this time into yeah. them? But what I try and explain to businesses and, you know, kind of the industry in general is if you do invest that time, then your staff are going to stay. Oh my gosh, um, so they'll stay so much longer. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, it seems like a win-win, right? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's maybe one of the reasons people don't stay is because it's not supported, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and that's amazing. So I guess it's really action focused. And what does that kind of outline? What does the course kind of outline for people to be these mental health first aiders? Yeah, so um, with the two day course, which is the one that we kind of encourage everybody to do, which um, obviously we haven't been able to do during lockdown, but we are running again from September, which I'm so excited about because that is like mm. just do, delivering those courses is just my favorite thing. Um, yeah. So within the two day, you learn uh, firstly how to look after your own mental health because the biggest thing, um, like mental health first aid, England's tagline is mental health first aid begins with you. So it's all mm-hmm. about, it's so much about self-care and making sure that we're looking after ourselves and that keeping yourself mentally healthy and focusing on your own well-being uh, mm-hmm. so that you can support others. And then basically what it covers is common mental health issues. So we look at depression, anxiety, eating disorders, mm-hmm. um, different things like schizophrenia, um, and then uh, bipolar so we look at the more common mental health issues that you're going to be likely to see on a day-to-day basis and then kind of look at some uh, less common ones as well and then yeah. you learn a framework basically with which to deliver mental health first aid so just as you would learn doctor abc when you're doing physical first aid you learn something really similar but around delivering mental health first aid and so the biggest thing is really building up people's confidence in talking about what is often very difficult issues so the idea is that after the two days everybody comes away with the confidence and the knowledge to be able to have those difficult discussions it also looks at how to support someone who is uh in a crisis so whether that's a suicide crisis someone that may be self-harming um someone that might be having a panic attack so it covers a whole host of different things and the thing that i love the most is that it's so interactive so it's great for me as a trainer because it's like (laughs) the people in the room are really the ones doing all of the work because they're the ones that are engaging in the discussions chatting with each other and that's why it's so great to do the hospitality specific ones because that's where all of the kind of ideas and everything bubble up from is people who work in the industry talking to each other about things that work for them things that don't work um, you know what they think can be helpful and then it's a lot of um, kind of like activities and different things that you do to kind of understand how mental health might be experienced by by different people that's amazing yeah I think that's incredible and it sounds like it really equips people to go Mm. back into their workplaces and be so the confidence just does so much doesn't it Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely that's the idea is the idea is that after the two days that people can go back and implement it in their own lives their workplace and with their family and friends and have something really really concrete to kind of use yeah that's amazing How, how much of it does it cater to kind of like a crisis point and then how much um is kind of I guess, helping employees ticking along as they go through hospitality? Yeah, so it kind of looks at it from both ways. So I think Mm -hmm. that what they take away is like how they would 
cope if someone came to them knowing that they were a mental health first aider and came to them with with a problem or an issue or something that they might be going through and then also how to approach somebody that you might be worried about so obviously mental health is not uh, mental health issues or poor mental health is not um always really easy to spot in people and often we can't even spot it within ourselves so by having trained mental health first aiders in the workplace what you get is people who have the skills and the knowledge and the confidence to be able to you know look at the people they work with the people they interact with on a daily basis and just go oh you know like I've definitely noticed a bit of a change in that person I'm just going to check in with them and see how they're going and it doesn't you know we're not telling people to go and be like you know I'm worried about you something's wrong All we're doing is telling people how to start the conversation and ask someone how they are and then equipping them with the skills of where to go from there within that conversation. So it it definitely looks at both ways. So it does look at the crisis and all your crisis situations and also ticking along. And what you get from having mental health first aid is is kind of just becoming a mentally healthy and well-being focused workplace. So, you know, there's other things along with that that we encourage, like having a mental health policy and all of that stuff. But just by having the mental health first aiders, you know, you're showing your staff that you really care about them and you're doing stuff to help them and look out for them and they have someone to go to if something does arise. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. I guess you kind of spoke a bit about how the hours of especially chefing can really push people to a point and and also mm-hmm. there, there's loads of different areas of hospitality where I feel like that's true are mm-hmm. there kind of some common struggles of hospitality workers that you've found have come out in your workshops and yeah absolutely so the hours is a big one and I think the thing with the hours is not just the the amount of hours that people are working it's the lack of time that people have to do other things mm-hmm. um that's a huge one for people so you know you're um not getting the time to I always say that like the first thing you want to ask yourself is if you're feeling a little bit rubbish and you're feeling anxious and you might be feeling a bit sad or depressed is like okay are my basic needs being met am I eating not just am I eating healthily or am I eating well but actually am I eating eating? like (laughs) do I eat three meals a day am I getting the calories that I need to in a day um, and not just that, but am I sitting down to eat? Am I, you know, you know, how many chefs just kind of shove food in their mouth behind the pass or, you know, yeah. wait to waiters and waitresses at the end of the night are like shoving what's left over um, yeah. in their mouth in the pot wash. Like that's a totally normal scene. Although like I'm sure people who yeah. go out to eat in restaurants don't think that that's what happens, but it 100% does. It 100% is. <laughs> Maybe not so much now hopefully not so much now with COVID, but definitely pre-COVID it did. So that's like, am I eating? Am I drinking enough water? Am I getting enough sleep? The answer to that question is almost always no. Um, And sleep is basically the most important thing. Like if you're not getting enough sleep, you're, you can basically forget about everything else. So that's yeah. and not just enough sleep, but good quality sleep as well. So that kind of ties into drinking and drugs, um, which is obviously, you know, we know a problem within the industry. So another thing that just a really simple thing that we always encourage is like, just don't drink after work every night, you know, do it a couple mm-hmm. of nights a week. Of course, we're never going to say like, everyone loves an end of shift drink. Try and limit that. <laughs> maybe like before your day's off or something like that because it can be this yeah. really vicious cycle where you have a couple of beers after work you think it's not going to affect you but you don't sleep so well you know yeah. then you drink so much coffee the next day to get through and then you have to have a beer to wind down so yeah you know, it's the coffee yeah exactly it's those real like I always think I'm just like whenever I say talk about these things I'm like it seems so obvious but it is the I know that when I was working as a chef they were the first things that went out the window um yeah. and then the other thing is exercising 
it's great work in a kitchen or you work on the floor or behind a bar you're on your feet all day you're great you know you'll be getting in so many steps but it's not enough you need yeah. to be doing dedicated time to really get your heart rate up and do that kind of metabolic exercise then the other yeah. thing is just talking to people like it's really that basic like talking to people about how you're feeling not bottling up what you know yeah. you're kind of feeling or going through um so yeah that's kind of you know the really yeah. basic things that people can do for themselves yeah yeah and it's always those things that slip first isn't it but then it's the things that you have to put back in place if you want to improve at large I guess like yeah those absolutely. are the things that you've got to get going better in order to like actually have a life back <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah I also feel like one particular is seeing people that aren't just from work mm-hmm. even though when you're front front facing you are you're always talking to people and you can be exhausted especially if you're an introvert mm-hmm. by the end of the day of people but if you end up just not seeing anyone in the evenings or you know after your shift it can really like become quite you can become quite obsessed with work <laughs> yeah absolutely that is so true um yeah. and I mean that is kind of a thing about the hours as well isn't it it's so hard to socialize with people who work Monday to Friday nine to five when you work evenings and weekends but that is yeah. something that's really really important is making sure that you you do see people outside of the people that you work with um, yeah. no, I'm not saying don't socialize with the people you work with of course but yeah, just no, kind of yeah. having that balance and having something outside of work is really important completely yeah I think yeah. that's really really helpful I guess for those who are kind of okay you've got you kind of already given some pointers of some real things to look at when you're you might be struggling but I guess for those who might be experiencing mental health struggles in hospitality are there any kind of tips that you'd say for coping with that or um you know yeah do you have any tips for coping yeah. with those things? I mean, getting all of those kind of basic things um, happening as much as you possibly can and, and talking talking to people. So if, you know, and if you do kind of feel like beyond that, you've, you've done all those things and it's still not helping, then that's kind of when you would turn to professional support. So the kind of number one place we always suggest people go to for help is their GP. Mm-hmm. Um it's the number one place for accessing any kind of uh, professional mental health services that you would need. Um, but, you know, just uh, honestly, what often really helps people is just talking to somebody. And that's what's so great about having mental health first aiders within businesses and within workplaces is that someone, you know, everyone knows who they can go to to talk to. It's someone different from HR. It's someone different from your manager. You know, mm-hmm. it's someone that has this kind of confidence and experience and training to be able to to talk you through yeah. what can help you and listen to you what people really want is just someone to listen to them yeah um, so, so yeah yeah <laughs> that's a lot of what we go through in the course is like practicing your listening skills yeah I mean I used to have a boss who everybody every customer that came in the door she used to be like I'm going to listen to each of them and people would just keep coming back mm-hmm. because they were so addicted to being listened to yeah yeah and it's, exactly. it's it's all people want you know yeah. well, like in Fleabag when she does chatty chatty Wednesdays at her cafe yeah. and it's like really busy <laughs> and cool because everybody wants to have a chat and listen to listen yeah. to other people so yeah it's great oh, completely it we've great. actually named our coffee machine after Fleabag because okay. of that very day That's <laughs> so good so good so good yeah. oh I love that I think yeah this it just sounds like this is so helpful for people and I think it's so amazing that it's so tailored to hospitality because mm-hmm. it is so different to every other industry it's very yeah. unique and yeah it is so front-facing I feel like so much of the time you do have to pretend that everything's okay mm-hmm. so that a customer gets a good experience absolutely um, and I think that's amazing I guess in terms of like an employer um who is looking after you know an employee's mental health 
what are the kind of boundaries of where the employee ends and the employer begins in terms of like how much support an impl- an institution can give someone? Yeah, so there, there definitely is a boundary there. And I think like that's something that we do talk about within the course. And often that's a lot of stuff about around the questions that come up. So mm-hmm. the role of a mental health first aider is just to initiate or engage in that initial conversation with someone and then kind of mm-hmm. signpost them to resources from there. Because mm-hmm. there are actually heaps of resources out there for people. It's just often people don't know where to go or how to access them. So that's what mental health first can help with is helping them you know signpost people to those resources and then helping them access those but I think basically everyone leaves the two-day course feeling like they're adequately equipped to deal with any situation that might might arise um, Mm. within their workplace and then you know obviously there are boundaries around that um, and Mm. that definitely is you know especially when this is a lot of questions that come up when we get Um, like people teams and HR managers on the course because obviously you know their role as HR or people is also to look after the business as well Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why we also really recommend having a mental health policy in place because the mental health policy can just kind of outline the scope for those boundaries and then Mm -hmm. make sure that you know it helps the employee and the employer in those kind of situations. Yeah what does I guess it's so interesting I've never even I don't think I've seen one <laughs> a a mental health policy. Policy. yeah well we have one we have a sample one that we ho- we're holding very close to our chest at the moment because there's there's no other ones out there and Rose who's my um incredible project officer and just honestly the best person ever uh yeah. and me spent weeks and weeks and weeks writing this policy and just being yeah. like kind of going we like sat on you know the office which is uh, you know in my house at the moment because of COVID yeah. with like a million post-its and different things being like you know because she's worked in hospitality as well being like well really putting ourselves in this like back in our places when we worked in hospitality being like what were the things that we needed what are the things that are specific to hospitality um, that need to be in here because mental health policies are all corporate they're all made for the corporate world none of them are made for hospitality so we kind of decided that we needed to write one so that's something that we're kind of helping we've got a little trial group at the moment um, of some really great businesses who are implementing it and then we're getting feedback on how that goes before we kind of start to roll it out um to other businesses because it is something that's really really important yeah it sounds like it could be a real helpful thing so yeah yeah, like I said earlier I do feel like it's just something that people are really feeling their way through the dark and they need Mm -hmm. kind of policies and procedures to help to for both parties I guess yeah absolutely Um, can you tell us a bit about like the impact of the course and kind of what it's meant for people already and what it's meant for workplaces yeah so I mean the feedback that we get is just honestly amazing like there's been some messages and emails that people that have sent me after they've done the course that have made me quite teary because I've just been like you know you know it has been a long slog for us to kind of get um registers as a charity and kind of set everything up and do my training and kind of you know get businesses to appreciate that they need to do this so when people leave the course being like wow you really have just like opened my eyes to so much stuff um there was one particular story and I know that he won't mind me sharing this but a chef who I used to work with um had done the course during the week and on the follow like on the weekend after so we're talking like four days after he's done the course he actually had a friend who was suicidal uh and he handled it so well and he texts me being like do you know what, there's no way I would have been so confident or calm or have had any idea what to do if I hadn't have done the training. And he was like, I honestly think that knowing that meant that I could save his life. And I just was like, 
drop the mic I'm done I was like we don't need to do anything (laughs) else like that was just enough for me to be like because that's what you know like that's I when I first did the course I knew that if I had that training like Kelly would still be here today because I knew that I like there were plenty of signs that she was suicidal but I didn't know what they were or how to spot them so I just kind of was like you know what this is from something that was obviously a horrible tragedy and like mm. something positive has come of that. And when when he told me that, I was like, that has just made it like really, really yeah. worth it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel teary just hearing that. I think yeah. it's <laughs> incredible that yeah. I think there's just so many possibilities that can come from it. And mm-hmm. it just sounds like if there is, you know, if we do get to one in 10, and we yeah. can really revolutionize the way this is dealt with in the industry. And yeah, yeah absolutely. Sounds, yeah. yeah. I guess what is your hope? We kind of have spoken a bit about the statistics that you'd love to see. What yeah. is your hope for the future for Kelly's cause and your vision for the well-being of hospitality workers? Yeah, so I think that like a big part of my vision this whole time has been to create this like community. So it's not just that people come and do the two-day course and go back to their workplace and become a mental health first aider. It's that they become a part of this community of mental health first aiders within the industry that like supports and lifts each other up so that's really what I want to focus on is that kind of community of it because that's something that's so great about the industry is that you know it employs three million people but it's a small industry you know people know each other and it's you know um, it is like one kind of big family so I just wanted to create that kind of community within people who have that interest in mental health and have done the training Um, and then, you know, that's kind of the overall uh, kind of idea and then more, um, kind of like, uh, the events we want to do, obviously have all kind of been put on hold, but we really want to do, um, a pop-up that is around training people with mental health issues to be chefs, because I actually think in a, in a, in a workplace that focuses on mental health for people with mental health issues, being a chef is actually a great thing to do. You know, there's so much discipline, there's so much camaraderie, there's so much routine, there's so much satisfaction from your job that it's actually somewhere that if we can kind of get rid of all the the shit side of it can be really great for someone. So that's kind of like one of our longer term goals is to have this, what would start as a pop-up and maybe yeah. if we're you know wild enough turn into a, a full-blown restaurant or something that oh, would be somewhere that we could train people with mental health anyone with mental health issues and into getting yeah. in the industry so yeah that's that kind sounds of incredible um and I think it will be such an amazing space for people that sounds yeah and then also vision. you know a place for people to come and sit and chat with people and just you know really be really be about community and about people working together and building each other up and supporting each other I think that's what's super important yeah well yeah. that's incredible to hear oh well thank you so much I'm definitely thank gonna you. be pointing people your way and even yeah, looking at trying to take this course myself my god yes please come and <laughs> do one amazing. it would be great we're running yeah. our We've got one in September that people can book through the website. We've got September's basically fully booked with in-house courses, but we've got one open one. And then we'll try and run one open one a month. That will be our kind of goal. Um, so, yeah, oh, if you, it would be great to have you. It would be great to meet you. Yeah, well, thank you so much for like thank sharing you. your story behind Kelly's Cause and just the amazing work that you're doing. Well, I'm just so glad that you're around, and I can't believe I didn't know you guys were around um before you message so i'm really thrilled to be able to be pointing people your way (laughs) thank you you so much for listening to today's episode of your service a day we will put a link to kelly's core social media and website in the description box below so you can take a look at the work they do and the training they offer and maybe consider if it's something that you'd like to partake in 
We will be back on the last Friday of October with a new episode. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear your feedback with us on Instagram. And as always, thank you to Jemima Coulter for the amazing theme song. You can check out her band Haylaker in our description box and listen to their new album Holding, which is a proper bop and is being played on loop in the cafe I work in. So check them out too. See you in a month and we're excited to see you next time. Bye.